Welcome to the Emmanuel Church Podcast. Here at Emmanuel Church, we believe that God wants to meet us where we're at. So whether you're at home, work, or somewhere in between, you can listen to the message from our Sunday worship experience. We would love for you to stay connected with us by visiting our website at myemmanuelchurch.com or at any social media platform at My Emmanuel Church. We hope you enjoy this message. God, guide us in every way, open our hearts, open our eyes to receive what you have for us, Father. In Jesus' name, we all say amen and amen and amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us here today at Emmanuel Church Online and uh, our team here in person. We are excited because next week we are inviting you all that are watching right now to come and be with us back here in person. Uh, We are opening up, uh, reopening our services for you to be here and join us uh, live, not just online, but live in person. And um, we have been praying for you all. We've been, we're excited to see your faces again uh, because it's just not the same here without all of you. Um, And we are glad to say that we're going to be there. Of course, we are going to be asking, though, that uh, to be safe, we are still going to be implementing social distancing. There will be spaces marked here in our building where you will not be able to sit uh, so that we can better uh, stay safe. And we will be asking that when you are here, you please wear a mask as well. Um, That way, We can do our best to stay safe for everybody. We are also going to be reopening our youth services for all of our students uh, this October as well. October the 7th, we are uh, bringing them back in person. Our eKids is currently going to stay online for the next few weeks, but we are also in uh, making plans to have our kids uh, come back as and have something for them as well. They are welcome to be here with us next week. When you come, you can bring your kids. We'll have something for a little uh, activity packets for them to be uh, stay entertained if they get a little restless. I know how kids can be. I don't have any kids, but you know, uh, I have plenty of young little cousins that I know how they can get if they don't have anything to do. But you're there. Welcome to be with us here too, and we are making plans to be able to bring them, uh, bring back our e kids services for them as well. So, thank you uh, for being patient with us. We know that it's been. Um, It's been hard. It's been difficult to be able to sit through and wait, but we want to be able to make this space as safe as possible so that you know that you can be here and be able to worship God in person, hear the word in person, be in community with us in person, and um, just enjoy ourselves while still being safe. So thank you again. All of our team is continuing to pray for you. like this song said that we just finished singing, you know, we pray that over you, blessing over your family, favor over your family, because we know that times have been rough, and as such, we want to be able to let you know that we have not stopped thinking about you, the members here at Emmanuel Church. So, 
We are closing up, at, with that, we are closing up our series called Try Softer this week. Try Softer. And the title of my message today is Let Go to Get Through. Let Go to Get Through. And I'm going to be reading from 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 9 and 10. Those are the two, the 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 background for our message today. And the Apostle Paul is writing to the Corinthian church. And he is talking about uh, his uh, some difficulties that have come through. Uh, some people that have been boasting about themselves and trying to put him down. And he's, he's in a difficult situation in life. And not only that, he talks about the same. He said, not only... Do I have people afflicting me from the outside? But I have something else that is afflicting me. This thorn in my side that I've been praying that God get rid of. But it's still here. And as he prays to God, God responds to him. In 2 Corinthians chapter 12 verses 9 to 10, this is his, God's response to Paul. And Paul's then response to the, to the church. Telling them this is what he's learned. And God told him, but he said to me... My grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. Paul then says, Therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is, persecutions and difficulties. For when I, in insults, in hardships... Oh, I skipped part. That, that is why for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, and in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. For when I am weak, I am strong. This is, it's a, it's a paradox. It doesn't make any sense, like, logically speaking, to tell someone for one, I am weak, I am strong. But that's what we're going to find out today. What does that mean to look, to be weak and then to be strong at the same time? You know, I was remembering as I was preparing for this week and reading through our book, Try Softer. And again, I highly recommend this book. It's, it's very insightful. At times there are words I have to look up because I don't understand everything from a psych, psych, psychological point of view. But I'm learning. That's one of the reasons, one thing I like about books like this. I like to learn and grow from them. And as I was thinking about this particular message, I remembered a story of when I was back in uh, uh, Bible school at Christmas in College. That's hard for me to say because it used to be called Latin American Bible Institute. And they changed their name recently, uh, about a year or two ago. And Christmas in College, while I was there... I remember we had chapel every day, and we were required to go to chapel service every day. We'd have our morning classes, then we'd have uh, chapel, then we'd have lunch, and then we'd go to back to classes if we had any classes. And so I remember during chapel that day, um, we used to have to dress up like once a week. Um, that was like a requirement. We would dress up every uh, once a week on Fridays, and we'd have to wear like a tie and... 
uh, dress shirt and slacks and things like that. And it uh, wasn't really my style, still really isn't my style, but we had to. That was like a requirement at that time. And I remember, though, I was wearing all black that day. I had a black tie, black shoes, black slacks, black shirt. And coincidentally, without planning or anything, there were like four other people that happened to be sitting in the same row as me that also were wearing all black. And I don't know what what for what reason we decided to wear all black but for me at least I like the color black it's slimming um, and it matches with everything (laughs) so it's easy to wear black and so that's why I did and so a couple of people noticed that I hadn't even noticed at the time that the people I was sitting with were also wearing all black and someone pointed it out it's like what is going on here like all of y'all are wearing black in this row and like jokingly, they were picking on us and saying, it's like, man, y'all look like y'all are about to go to a funeral or something. You know, it's like the typical scene in movies. Everybody's dressed in all black and always has black umbrellas because it's always raining at funerals in movies. I don't know why. But black umbrellas, black clothes, everything. They're just like, it looks like y'all are going to a funeral that y'all are grieving something. And we just laughed and I thought about it. And I was like, man, this is just a really, really weird thing. And don't worry, this, this story does make sense to what I'm talking about today. But during the sermon, during the message, I don't remember much about particularly what was going on. But I remember that during the time of the altar, God started speaking to me. And I was reminded of what had happened earlier. And I was like, but I'm not grieving anything. I, I'm not suffering through anything. But yet at that moment, I, I felt the Holy Spirit put, uh, pulling something out in me, telling me, but you are. You're going through pain. You're, you're going through something. You're holding on to things that you haven't let go yet. And because of that, you've come to a point in life where you've become numb where you have tried to just push the pain down, you've tried to push through life, and you've tried to make everything seem okay when it's not. And God asked me in that moment, I want you to surrender that to me right now. I want you to give that up, let go, so you can get through this. And it was almost as if I had a a type of funeral that day and I gave to God all the things that I was holding on to. I didn't realize that I was holding on to grief. I was holding on to hurt. I was holding on to bitterness. So many things that had happened up until that point in in Bible school, I had experienced a lot. I had experienced a loss of my grandfather. I had experienced uh, a challenging of my worldview. I experienced uh, hurt by people that I thought were on my side. And all of this was still in me but I, I, I in that moment God pushed me to let go so that I could be strong in him so that I could release my pain to him and because I was able to release my pain to him I was able to move forward everything didn't change in that moment of course but it started to it started to change things started to be different because I was doing something different This entire series we've been talking about, Try Softer. And and what that means to us is more than just, it's about letting, letting, not trying so hard. I mean, basically, try softer. It's not about pushing through. It's not about white knuckling it down, as the author says. It's not about pushing everything down and just getting through life. When we do that, we don't experience life the right way. 
We instead uh, lose out on experience of life because we don't know what it is to fully feel, to fully uh, let go of things, to fully experience life the way it was meant to. Trying softer really means to try things differently. It means not to be so pressured when it comes to feeling that you have to just get through life. Or if people are telling you, well, you know what? You should just get over it already. Don't you just hate when people say that? Like, I, like, I remember, there was a period of time I went through depression in my life. And I remember I would confide in a couple of different people. And one person I remember in particular told me, said, well, you know, you just get over it. Thank you. My depression is now solved. That is just the solution to all of my feelings. What, have you tried not being sad? No, not really, you know? But that's how people tell us things. They want us to just get over it, get through it. You should just, you know, forget about it, move on. Letting it as if that was easy. But it's not easy because we hate, humans hate to be uh, out, out of control. We don't like when things are outside of our control. We'd prefer it if we could control everything around us. We'd prefer it if we can control the weather to our liking, especially in Houston. It's been too hot lately, and it's supposed to be fall already now. And we got like two days where it was like in the mid-70s and low-60s at night. It's like, oh, fall is here. And now it's like back in the 80s, 90s. Today's high is 90, and I was just like, summer is still here. We wish we could control the weather. We wish we could control things that happen in our lives. We want to be able to. Because so much of life oftentimes is going through it with no control. Things happen to us and we just have to take it. Things happen to us and we we don't understand. It's not fair. It's not easy. It, It makes sense that we want to try to control what we can. When control is given to us, we don't like letting go of it. We don't like... Uh, letting someone else have it. We don't like letting God have control because that means that we'll now be with no control in our lives. We, we love control and we hate it. But that's what happens. This is what happens though, is what I mean. This is what happens when we do not give up control. When we don't, when we try to hold on to everything, we will eventually be worn out. Controlling things is tiring. Being in charge of things is tiring. You know, it's not easy to be, uh, to lead things, to, to be in charge of things, to control things. When things go wrong, you get stressed out. When, th- when difficulties happen, you don't know what to do. You feel at a loss, but you try to do what you can to take control of the situation. But the more we try to do it, the less strength we have, the more worn out we end up being. Control, and, and the crazy thing is, is that control in and of itself is like an illusion. We really don't have control over anything. I mean, that's just true of life in general. I mean, we, we, can, we can say we have control over things, even some of the smaller things. We don't, we don't know if we go to our favorite restaurant and we order the meal that we always meal. Is it going to come exactly tasting the same way? No, we don't have control over that. We might say, well, we have control of the clothes that I have control of the clothes I wear, even the smallest thing. I have control of the clothes I wear. Do you or do you really, though? Are you responsible for accidents that happen and your favorite shirt gets ruined? We have no control. 
Control seems like it will fix everything. If we can be in charge of ourselves, then then we can fix the problems that are around us. But really, we don't really have that much control in life. We have choices that we make and we have, we can choose to react to our situations and our circumstances, but we are not always in control of everything that is around us. And that's why it can be so tiring, so tiring to just try to hold on to the little bit of control that we do have, trying to force our way, force ourselves through life. And all we end up is tired. Don't you hate it when you have to answer people and say, oh, I'm just tired. You don't want to, no one wants to be known as that. But a lot of times that's what we tell people. Oh, I'm tired. You know, I'm just tired. You're always tired. Why? Why are you always tired? Or we hate it when people call us out. It's like, man, you look tired. Hey, I know. Don't worry. I, I know. But it's because we're trying to control things. In order to truly experience life, though, in order to truly experience what we, the, 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 the life that God has called us to live, in order to experience being alive, experience what it means to be alive, we need to, instead of controlling things, surrender. Surrender ourselves to God. Surrender ourselves to, to His power, to His control in our lives. Because it is in surrender, and this is, this is what I'm talking about, the paradox. It is in surrender that we get what we need to be able to become stronger. And that doesn't make sense a lot of times because surrender is not an easy topic to talk about. Because like I said, we don't like to lose control. And when we do have control, when we hear someone to say, surrender it to God, it feels like, but that doesn't that mean I'm just giving up? I'm just giving up on life. I'm just giving up on trying. I'm just giving up. Surrender is not a word we like to use because we like to be the masters of our future. You know, for the longest time, I remember growing up, and I would always tell, uh, I would always tell people as a pastor's kid, I told them, uh, I am a pastor's kid, but I have no intention of being in ministry. I have no intention of being a pastor. I have no intention of being a preacher. I don't want to do that. And yet, growing up, I constantly heard people telling me, it's like, well, God has called you to do this. Nope. <laughs> no, I don't think so. God has called you to preach. No. God has called you to do. No, I don't know. That's okay. You think that. I don't think that. And so I just kept pushing through and telling myself, I'm not going to give that up because that's my choice. That's my decision to make. To be able to control my future. But surrendering, surrendering is not about giving up. Surrendering is not about losing control. In fact, surrendering is about putting our lives, putting our circumstances, our situations into the hands of someone who can actually do something about it. While our, uh, our control is an illusion in life, God's control isn't. Things happen, but it never surprises Him. Circumstances change, but He isn't caught off guard. We make decisions that other people don't expect, but He expected it. We think that God isn't safe, though. 
We don't know that. We, we, we don't trust that. We don't believe it. We, we say that we don't want to surrender because we don't want to give up. But truly, it's because we don't have enough trust in God to believe that he is safe enough to give our plans to. I don't want to give my future over to God. Because I said, if I give my future over to God, then what's going to happen? He's going to make me preach, and I don't want to do that. Well, you know how that story ends, because here I am. God wants us to be able to feel safe with him. To be able to feel like we can let go. If we are constantly trying to control things in our life, we will always be in pain. Because things will never go the way we want them to. Things will never, you know, just ask my wife. She's tried to plan several surprise parties and my sister has always ruined them. (laughs) She's tried to plan several surprise parties for me and my sister always gives it away. We'll always get hurt. We'll always end up in a place where we don't want to be. And and not know what to do. But God wants us to know that he is safe enough to hand our futures over to. He is safe enough to hand our situations over to. He is safe enough to hand our pain to him. He is safe enough to be able to give our lives over to him. Because surrender, when we surrender, it leads us to be able to be gentler with ourselves and with others. That means this, trying softer, we're supposed to be gentler with ourselves, kinder to ourselves. Trying so- When we're fighting surrender, all we do is criticize ourselves. We talked about the inner critic last week. We talked about this whole series, how we are so harsh on ourselves. If we're constantly trying to fight for control, what happens when we lose control? Who do we blame? Ourselves. Who do we blame? There's no one else to blame but us. And so we just call ourselves a terrible person. We, 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 we beat ourselves down to the ground. But if we surrender, then we give that over to God. We don't have to blame ourselves. We don't have to be hard on ourselves. We can be gentler with ourselves. And we can be gentler with others. Kinder to others. Because not only are we giving up to God our issues, we're giving up other people to God. That means, you know, I, I don't have to always deal with everything that every single, every single thing and every single thing that someone says or does. Because sometimes we feel like that. I, I, feel, I feel like a lot of Christians feel like that. Every time I see someone post an argument, it's like, uh, post something on Facebook or something, I was like, man, someone's going to argue this. Even though there's no need to. Sometimes the Holy Spirit, we're not listening to the Holy Spirit when it says, hey, you shouldn't, you shouldn't click post on that. You shouldn't. You just shouldn't. You just shouldn't do that. When we surrender to God, it gives us permission to be gentler and kinder with ourselves and kinder with others. It, it enables us to ride through pain and grief and sorrow. Knowing that he has us in his hands. Knowing that God is in control of the situation. Because if we truly will learn to see God as a safe place, as safe hands to hand over our lives to, then when difficulty comes, we will be like Paul and say, you know what? Even though I'm, I'm in a difficult circumstances. Even though I'm facing insult, even though I'm facing persecution, I know that I am weak, but in Him, I am strong. It's a paradox. 
It's a paradox. But sometimes we can surrender for the wrong reasons. Surrendering is good. Surrendering to God is a good thing. But sometimes we have to be ready for it though. We have to learn to trust God. We have to learn to give ourselves over to God. We cannot surrender to God for the right, wrong reasons. Because then we will always be fighting back for control from God. The wrong reasons, first wrong reason is fear. People will try, good, well-meaning people might try to push us into surrendering to God and tell us, you need to, or else. Or else what? <laughs> but they tell us these things, you know, or else, you know, God is not going to bless you. God, you know, God is going to punish you. God is going to do that. God is going to send you to hell if you don't surrender. It's no wonder people that are not Christians don't want to come to Jesus. Well, if you don't come to Jesus, you're going to hell. That's not, you know, that's not a nice sentiment to tell anybody. It might be something that we believe it might be true, but that don't mean that we need to tell people that right away. They're not going to trust us. How are they going to trust God? We cannot push people, we cannot push ourselves to surrender to God through fear because fear is always going to be pulling back and fighting for control and we will end up back separated and untrusting of God. The wrong reason is pressure, peer pressure. Kind of like, well, everybody else is, you know. It, it reminds me of situations when I was uh, growing up as a, as a student. You know, and I l- love youth camp um, and youth convention and stuff like that. But sometimes they make you feel bad, you know. It, it, not intentionally, but they make you feel bad when, they're, when they, they would do once in a week. Once, one, one of the nights would always be a night where we would pray for people to receive the Holy Spirit. And sometimes you would feel bad if you didn't. And that would be this pressure on you to like you know, surrender to God. And sometimes it wouldn't even make sense. Some, the same person would be telling so one person would be telling you, you need to let go, let go. And then another person would come up to people and pray and say, hold on, hold on. What do I do? I don't even know. Hold on or let go. But it would feel like this pressure on you. You have to, you have to do this because everyone else is. Everyone else is doing, but what if we're not ready? Trying softer is, is about that. It's about taking this process. Because this is what it is. It's a process. And this process is going to take time. It's going to take effort, yes. But it's going to take us being kind and gentle to ourselves. Loving ourselves, loving God, and learning that. Learning to be able to trust God. Learning to be able to know that He has our best interests in mind. Learning to know that it's okay to be weak because God is strong. To be able to get to that place, what we need to start to do. To be able to surrender, we need to remember. We need to remember. We need to remember what God has done for us. Because... When we're going through difficult situations in life, it's really easy to forget what God has already done for you. It's real easy. Because all we see in that moment is what's in front of us. Is the pain, is the grief, is the sorrow, is the depression. All we see is that. And so it's hard to remember. 
It's hard to remember what God has already done in our lives. And sometimes, first off, it's hard to remember because we only see that. Secondly, it's hard to remember because sometimes we look back on our story and we feel like it might not matter. So, well, it doesn't matter because this is different. It doesn't matter because, you know, I, I don't know. It doesn't matter because it, do, it doesn't matter. It, it's just not important. You know, what I've been through already is not important or relevant to the situation. And so we tell ourselves that. And we try to just get by in life. But we need to remember. We need to. Our story matters. And our story helps us to better appreciate the life that we have and the gifts that God has given us. It helps us to remember what God has done for us and and realize that it's still possible to happen today for God to do something. There's a story in the Bible where the Israelites... I had crossed over into the Jordan, uh, crossed over the Jordan River and into the promised land. And when they did, they set up an altar. They set up a monument of stones of the 12 tribes, of 12 stones signifying the 12 tribes. And they said, up until this point, God has helped us. Up until this point, he has brought us this far. They took a moment to recognize what God had done. They said, you know what? 40 years ago, we were in Egypt. We were trapped. We were slaves. We were being burdened. We were being abused. We were being uh, killed. 40 years ago, God brought us out of that. He did a miracle. He sent, he, he toppled Egypt and brought us out. He freed us. And not only that, we were in the desert for 40 years. And you know what God did? We faced battles against kingdoms we were not ready to fight against and won. We, we didn't have food and God provided food. We didn't have water and God provided water. We, up until this point, God has helped us. It wasn't as if they were going into the promised land and saying, all right, up until this point, God has helped us. So from now on, we're on our own. But that's how we act in life. We don't think about the things God has already done because we're like, well, now I'm just on my own here. But we're not. God wants us to remember that he has helped us up to the point that we are and he hasn't abandoned us. He hasn't let us go in all of this. He wants us to know that he is still on our side. In order to get through, we have to surrender. We have to remember that God is still on our side. God is still on our side. Life is not easy. Life is difficult. There are so many things, like I've said, that are outside of our control. We face grief. We face sorrow. We face sickness. We face pain, betrayal. There is so much need, want, desire, failure. But in all of that, there are still times that we can remember that God has brought us through. That God has brought us through. We might have lost, but we learn to love again. We learn to move on. We learn to grow. We might have failed, but we learn to try again. We healed and we moved forward and we, we, we pushed through and did something different. We may have been, we may have been stuck in a place of darkness, but we moved out into the light. God 
is with us. And he doesn't want us to be so hard on ourselves. If we are constantly trying to control things, we will never be able to experience life the way God has asked, given it to us. He wants us to know that if we remain in him, that's where we're going to see fruit. That's where we're going to see growth. That's where we're going to see love. That's where we're going to see fullness of life. If we stay in Jesus. But it's a process. And I'm almost finished here. It's a process. Our ability to be alive grows as we learn and to process and move through hard things. Through remembrance and surrender. Through, through all of this that we've been talking about. We write a new story with God. When we're trying to do things on our own. We're writing our own stories. We're trying to write our own story. And let's, I mean, I'm trying to write a book right now. And I know that I'm not the best writer. And when it comes to life, we're not the best writers of our own lives. But if we, if we remember what God has brought us through, and we surrender our situations to God right now, we, write, we start writing a new story with God. He starts taking us through to a new place. A new place where we can experience what it means to truly live. And I remember the words that that God told Paul, my grace is sufficient. My grace is enough for you. My power is made perfect in your weakness. So it's okay. Let me tell you today that it's okay to be weak. It's okay to be, to know that you're not strong enough. It's okay to know that you can't conquer something. That you yourself can't control life, can't control things. It's okay to know these things. It's okay to know them and it's okay to admit them. Because in admitting them, in knowing them, we realize the truth that Paul did. For when I am weak, it's then that I know I'm strong now. Because God is with me. That statement, what Paul was telling us, he says, For when I, I know that I am weak, I admit, when, for when I admit my own weakness, when I admit my own struggles and my own difficulties, when I admit that I don't have control over things, then that, that is when God is strong in me. That is when God takes control over what I can't. That is when God steps in and, and, and takes control of my problem, takes control of my depression, takes control of my grief, my loss, my sorrow, my hurt, my sin. And he takes it on himself. And he takes it on himself. I hope that what you have gained from this series is that you don't need to try so hard. You don't need to be so hard on yourself. That you are loved by God. 
and that he has a better way of living for you. So I want to pray today that God, that we would learn to surrender to God. Because like I said, it's a process. That we would learn to surrender to God. We would learn to surrender all of ourselves. Our hurts, our failures, our brokenness, our sin, our life, our victories, everything. Because in Him, we will learn what it is to be alive. What it is to experience the call that he has on us, the love that he has for us. It's not easy. It's not easy. But he is with us every step of the way. He is with us every step of the way. Father God, in this moment, I pray. I thank you for your word. I thank you for your presence. Let's pray, let, I, I pray that we pray that today, this, this scripture today. That God, when I am weak, you are strong. So help me. Help us learn to surrender to you. You are in control even when we're not. Protecting us and covering us from things that we can't even see. Lord, I pray that we go through this process. That through trying softer, we might learn to heal. We might learn to surrender. We might learn to hope in you and for anyone that's struggling today and they say I need a second chance at life I need another moment to do things differently Jesus is here for you Lord you are here for them calling out in love with open arms waiting We thank you, Lord. We thank you for what you've done and what you will do in our lives as we learn to surrender and try softer, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I'm going to hand it out to the worship team to close us out in worship today. Let us take a We hope you enjoyed the message today. And we would love to hear the story about how God is using this ministry to change your life. You can share it with us at myemmanuelchurch.com slash mystory. And if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can give online at myemmanuelchurch.com slash give. And if you're in the Houston area, we would love to see you on Sundays at 1130 a.m. Have a blessed week.